1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present The Show That Is Everything Oilers Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex Managed print services to keep your printing costs down Yeah, Digitex does that D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A
0: On Oilers
1: Radio, 630 Ched.
0: This is the second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Hugh Porter and the group at Digitex with PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plans, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. In this hour, in 23 seconds time, Elliot Friedman. And at 1.35 today, the head coach, the number one ranked Alberta Golden Bears. Whose uh, star player Luke Phillip was named uh, U Sports Player of the Year last night. Ian Herbert, who spent the last three years with the uh, Edmonton Oilers, Ian uh, looking to get the Bears to repeat his national championships, or national champions, and Ian looking to extend his run to three straight national championships as head coach at the University of Alberta. He won in fourteen, fifteen before joining the Oilers staff. You can tax us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford tax line with over ten million dollars in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest uh, volume four dealers in the province of Alberta. Experienced the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Brendan, I think it's fair to say, based on the text response today, that uh, 98.9% of the listeners love Queen. And rightfully so. And, I would rightfuli- say that's and fair. rightfully so. So <laughs> maybe you can fire me up another Queen song here for 130. Sure, I'll dig something. All right, you bet. Uh, let's head off to a River Creek Resort Casino hotline. Elliot Friedman joining us right now, courtesy of the River Creed Resort and Casino. How you doing, Elliot? Did you see Bohemian Rhapsody, Bob? Yeah, well, yeah, we opened up with Under Pressure today. Oh, and, good, okay. And we had a great text from Brad who said, Man, I can't believe what a great remake of Vanilla Ice's song, Bohemian Rhapsody uh, or under pressure. Uh, great remake of under pressure, of the Vanilla Ice song. I was that was really funny when he did that. I you know, hope what, Brad's like twelve years old. No, no, movie. no. He was having fun with it. You know, oh, okay, you know good. just no, making sure. Good stuff. No, that's uh, no. We our, our demo tends to be a little bit older than that on this uh, on this show, right? Yes, I
1: would assume. But I gotta tell you, that was a great movie. And yeah, everybody, anybody who thinks that Malick didn't deserve the Oscar, they don't know anything about
0: acting. Uh, he did a great job. Uh, by the way, did you see, do you, do you remember, because we're roughly of the same vintage, um, though this year has personally added about 12 years on to my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you remember watching Live Aid live?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, I remember watching it, and uh I remember, I, I re- Queen said I remember, but I really remembered U2 uh, said
0: We just talked set. about that, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was the first time I really, I didn't know U2 that well before uh, Before they played there. I thought they were outstanding. Yeah, they were. By the way, when you, when you have Berkey on tomorrow, can you give him a message for me? Yep. I want you to tell him that you thought Wednesday night's broadcast was our best Wednesday night broadcast of the year.
0: And that's because Berkey wasn't on it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 Tell him I, I, nine I, out of ten doctors agree.
0: Um, just so you know. Uh, that's not going to happen because Brendan's hosting the show because I'm flying with the team to Arizona, so Brendan can tell him that. And, okay. And I have a feeling, Brendan's. you want to jump in here? That's just what you want to tell Berkey, eh? First, second time you have ever going to interview him, and tell him, hey, great show yesterday. Oh, great job. He's intimidating He's, even over the radio, but for what it's worth, you Elliot, what, I did, Brennan? I jotted it down. Bob,
1: Bob says you've got big brass ones. Let's prove it, okay?
0: <laughs> Done deal. <laughs> All right. Uh yeah. Uh, do you know my Berkey story with uh, last year? Uh, last season, the Oilers in December were in Calgary, Elliot, when Berkey mm-hmm. was still with the Flames. And Berkey's uh, box or uh, his booth was right next to our broadcast location. Okay? Okay. The Oilers were up 6 1. David Riddick had turned the puck over to Patrick Maroon, and Maroon jammed went home to go up 6 1 early in the third. And then, okay. the Fl- and then the Flames started the comeback. I remember that game. And Laurent Brassois gave up three horrendous goals in a row, two from the end line. Uh, Yeah, I remember this game.
1: We were working that game Saturday night.
0: Yeah, and Jack Michaels goes to me. He goes, well, Bob, what do the Oilers need to do right now to stop this Calgary onslaught? And I said, Jack they cannot give up another shot on goal because it's going in. So, and I could hear Perky laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, it was one of those ones. Like, I was like, oh boy. Like, unfortunately for Brassois, he battled through it. The Oilers got the victory, but
1: uh I think... I was all...
0: listening to you guys last night, by the way. Oh, yeah? Could you feel the exasperation in my voice? Oh, I could feel the exasperation emanating from all of
1: Edmonton, really. Yeah. Um Yeah, I worked Chicago-Toronto last night, and I watched... uh I watched uh, about two and a half periods of your game, and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to get up and leave now, and I listened to you guys finish it off. That, I mean, that was a bad one. There's no question about that. There's no defending that last night.
0: Nope. They do not deal with prosperity well. Yeah, I mean, you. You're it's like Chicago. You, you put yourself into
1: position a little bit, but you can't afford to make any mistakes. And uh, Chicago's had a good week this week. They blew out Arizona. They beat Toronto. You guys are getting there, and that was one that you had to have. I mean, I'll I, you know, i tell you this. I had another guy from another team. He texted me last night and he said he just couldn't believe it. He said that basically New Jersey was dressing an ECHL roster.
0: Yeah, well, And uh, AHL, it's not but, one that you could yeah, lose. Yeah, no. I know. I mean, you know how it gets. Players have pride, and we just had Louie on, and we talked. Even, you know, Curtis Gabriel, he didn't take the fight with Lucic. He instigated it. He went and created and that gave their team – you know, a measure of confidence, and the Oilers have had problems against quick teams, quick, and, and even if it's uh, an AHL team, they had some speed in their lineup, and it got to Edmonton at various parts during that game last night, Elliot. You,
1: you know, I, I gotta tell you, uh, like, seeing th- there was a close-up of Lucic's face later on in the game, yeah, and I was like, I saw that, and I was like, holy leap! Like, you know, I know Lucic is really struggling, but He's still a fierce, fierce person, and you know, I, like, I, like I have a lot of respect for uh, the fact that Curtis Gabriel did that. I know not everybody likes fighting anymore, and we all know about the potential damages. But you know, they got their asses kicked in Cal- in Calgary the night before. Yeah, and you know, like that's what he was there to do. Was they, they yeah. wanted him there to do something, and he did to get them going, and he did it, and. You know, I I, I still think it shows you, and I was having this conversation this morning on on NHL Network Radio, which I do on Thursday mornings. You can't ask people to do that anymore, Bob. We know too much right? we understand too much, but there's still a place for it. And last night was a perfect example of what, it can do,
0: and what it did for the Devils. Well, and Milan was coming off a oblique injury, which is not ideal to be coming off that and fighting. And, yep. And he, I think he's only had a couple fights all year because nobody goes near him.
1: Well, nobody wants to go near him,
0: right? Absolutely. And that why kid, make him mad? And that kid had two opportunities. He's not a kid. He's you know he's been around a bit. I mean, Zach yep. Cassian dropped him here in Edmonton two years ago with the left. Yeah. Uh, but he hung around in that. F- he could have gone down twice in that fight because Milan landed a couple sledgehammers. Yeah. And, I mean, there's, and the other thing about Milan is he can take a punch. Like he can, oh, yeah. he can take a shot. So nobody, nobody's arguing his toughness. No, nobody. I mean he's still tough All right. So bottom line here is Edmonton unequivocally squandered an opportunity that the team has to park it. The fans are not parking it today. They're like, this is more. you are mad. I, I get it. Yeah, that's, I get it. That comes with the territory. Let me ask you this. Let's get to some stuff that you wrote in Thirty One Thoughts. The Oilers GM search. What did you witness with Bob Nicholson down uh, in Florida?
1: Well, every time I saw him, like he was
0: talking to someone else, and. Um, there's no question what he was down
1: there for. He was down there to pick brains and to get um, ideas and and to see who he should talk to. And as you know, a lot of the reporting has been around Kelly McCrimmon about Mark Hunter, but I think it's a lot deeper than that. I think he asked people for different names. Uh, I think he asked people like, are there uh, others out there that um, he should talk to? Um, So like someone told me that they think, someone told me this morning they think the list that Edmonton has could have like 13 to 15 names on it. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to interview all those guys, but I think that's kind of the size of Bob's list, somewhere between 10 and 15 names. And they just have to decide what they want to do. Um, you know, he, I think the other thing everybody kind of knows now, and he said it, is that he was told to take his time. Like I, I heard, you know, one person asked me not to say who it was. But I I heard that one of the pieces of advice he was given by one GM was, uh, I hired a general manager because someone I wanted to take, uh, someone I wanted to hire was available. But I still wanted to take more time. I simply had to do it because it was him or lose him. So you know, I think that that's what he's going to do here. I think he's going to talk to a lot of people, and also what it allows you to do, Bob, is, is, is just see how everything falls. Like. You know, who, who, you're going to find out if there's any changes early, and you're going to find out if there's any changes later. Like, I think I've said this on the show before, but, you know, I, I think one guy he wants to gauge the ideas on is Ken Holland. And, you know, if there's a change in Detroit this year, we're all kind of wondering if Steve Eisenman's going to end up there. You know, what is, what is Ken Holland going to want to do? And I think Bob Nicholson's going to probably ask him that question. So if you're willing to wait... You can do that. And um, I think they're perfectly comfortable with having Keith Gretzky do the job as long as, you know, they need him to do it. And that's where I think we're going to go.
0: Is he an option moving forward, Keith Gretzky? I,
1: I think he is. Uh, I think he'll be interviewed. I think he's on the list of guys to be interviewed. You know, it wouldn't surprise me either if they decide, you know, like, let's just like, like, let's, like, say we're going to hire a president of hockey operations and you know, Keith Gretzky stays on as, as the GM, and you learn from that person. I think that's possible. I mean, I don't know if Keith Gretzky wants to do that, but I could see the Oilers saying that they want to do something like that. So, I think that, like, you know, for example, in Toronto, one of the examples that was brought up to me was Kyle Dubas, before he was a full-time GM, he did the Phil Kessel trade. And that trade's actually worked out not bad for Toronto. Yes. Uh, Kapanen has turned out to be a real fine, and at the time, Pittsburgh was really down on Kapanen, and Kyle Dubas believed in Kapanen, and he looks like he's a real hell of a player. So I think they kind of look at that and say, if you have someone you trust in the interim, you can do that. And I think they trust Keith
0: Kretzky in the interim. All right, so I have made my point to the fans. Yeah. They're going to want to hear it from a different voice, so... What would you say to the fans and say, well, wait a sec here, Keith Gretzky is completely linked to Peter Shirelli, and was a part of all the moves that Peter Shirelli made here in Edmonton, including some of the transactions that occurred over the last, say, 18 months since Keith got hired in August of 2016. So we won't include anything that occurred between 2015, April of 2015 to August of 2016, but, you know, Keith's got his bloody fingerprints all over things with Peter. How would you respond to that?
1: Well, I think it's a, for, for number one, I think it's a, it's a fair critique. I don't think fans are wrong for asking that question. Uh, I have asked that question. I, I, I have said that, you know, why would you do that necessarily? And, you know, I think if, if Keith Gretzky does get the job, I think he should have an answer for that to say publicly. The the tough thing about answering that question is that I have no desire to dump on a guy who's been fired. Like, I have no interest in kicking on a a guy who's down. But it's a fair question to ask. And so I asked it. And the answer, I was told, was that, you know, I think Peter Shirelli in the last year or two had become pretty insular. And I don't know who was really part of his circle. But I think it shrunk. Um, I don't think there were a lot of people he was really in conversation with. And I don't know if Keith Gretzky was one of those people or not, but it's possible he wasn't. Uh, Look, I I would say this. If I was the Oilers and Keith Gretzky becomes the guy, I bet I would have a good answer for that question. But at least in my questioning about it, the, the, the thing that was told to me was that Peter had a very small circle at the end. He didn't share a lot of information. And it's possible, I don't know, I'm just saying it's possible that he wasn't part of
0: that circle. It's interesting because Peter loves heavy hockey, we know that, and built a team and the, and the fans, by the way, Elliot, when the Oilers hired Shirely, I went back to the text that day in the show, and it was over 90% in support of the move at that time with the fan base that texted the show. So, because we, you know, our system allows us to go back for every person that texts the show to as long as they've texted the show. And so it goes back, you know, six, seven years. Um, I bet you, like,
1: you like you probably, like, listened like, three years of your show ago. Like, when you drive home and you're like,
0: God, I was just as brilliant that day. There's not a lot of days I'm brilliant. <laughs> I feel the same way about myself. There you go. Uh, one of the things that happens when you do have, so, you know, this yeah. is the 11th season that I've done color for the team. We're on eight head coaches. Yeah. Uh, for general managers, is sometimes yeah. players fall through the cracks as a result of it. I'm going to give you an illustration. Eric Guffason, the Oilers yeah. drafted him. They've received a lot of criticism, and rightfully so, for their inability to hit on late round picks. And there's a guy in Chicago right now that's the top ten offensive defenseman in the league. Yeah, Edmonton missed on him. Yeah, um, under under uh, Peter Cirelli. And, you know, Craig Metavish played hockey in the Boston area in college as well. The others had a propensity of signing, you know, NCAA. They signed a, a guy out of Div 3 last year, Colin Larkin. He's playing in the East Coast League. He's on an NHL deal. Yeah. You know, I can tell you point-blank, I've campaigned for first Derek Ryan, not just not this past year when he went to Calgary on $3 million a year, but before that when you could get in on him and didn't get a lot of headway there. And there's a guy out there right now, Luke Phillip, uh, at Alberta. We've talked a bit about him. You mentioned him in 31 Thoughts Day. Also, Kevin Hancock, yeah. as well as Jake Elmer. Hancock's now with London. Elmer's down. Elmer, Jake Elmer's playing for Lethbridge. What are you hearing on those guys?
1: Well, uh, Jake Elmer, Sam Cosentino is uh, obviously our prospects guy, and I, Sam really knows. He knows what's going on. And he, our, our game, not this past weekend, but two weekends ago, featured Lethbridge, and I think that was the 12th game in a row that Jake Elmer scored, and he was really going on about him. He's going to get signed. Uh, Sam believes that, and I've heard that that's true. Um, you know, he's a December 31st birthday, which I didn't realize. So he's a really late birthday. I think he's a bit of a late bloomer. Somebody's going to take a shot on him. Kevin Hancock uh, at, in the OHL he's coming up on 300 points. He's not a big guy. He's 21 years old. He probably gets an AHL contract to start, but I don't think he's afraid of that. He got put in London, and it's a great place to showcase yourself. Luke Phillip, you know, I haven't followed him as closely as you have. Yeah. I do agree that he is going to get signed. Uh, again, it might be an AHL deal first. I've also heard too that the Oilers really aren't at the forefront of no, that. They're not, but I
0: do think he's going to get a shot. Yeah, it'd be interesting if Calgary ended up signing him. That would be. Uh, I think it, I think it's possible. Yeah. I do think the Flames are one of the teams interested. I, I would tell you uh, I have seen Hancock play. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have interest in him. Okay. I think anybody who points yeah. in the league, you, know, it, and that's, you have to look at that. That's, you know what, just back to Keith here for a second. I mean, he drafted smaller he, – he drafted skill. That's what he's done over the last – like if you take a look at his body of work on the amateur side. And I think for the Oilers, one thing that was evidenced against – they've had problems against teams that are quick and teams that defense can move the puck. And you know what? The Oilers' defense – <laughs> their their most consistent puck mover on defense is in their third pairing. That's Matt. You know, I, I, I think funny. the
1: biggest I think the biggest thing that you guys are going to need is someone who can be is someone who can be patient. And I know the fans hate to hear that. I said the same thing in Vancouver, and some fans didn't like that either. Because you sit there and you say, "Well, we've been patient. Look how many times we missed the playoffs." Yeah, I, I get all that. I just think that look, you guys have a cap issue for a couple years. You're going to have to ride it out. You're going to need somebody who's going to have to make like, – like Alex Chason, that was a smart signing this year. It worked yes. out uh, – like, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to find guys like that yes. in the next couple of years. And you're just going to have to be – you're going to need somebody who's going to know that they're going to have to deal with a fan base that's not happy. And you're just going to have to deal with that and say, I know you're not happy. But we've got to do this a certain way, and we're going to stick to that plan. And I think that's the most important thing that you guys are going to need. By the way, i got to tell you, I thought that Chase on interview with Gene in the second intermission last night, uh, or no, I can't remember if it was first or second intermission. it was great. Like, it was great to hear a player uh, just talk about how much he appreciated the situation that he was in, even though the year has been hard on the team.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he's got 20 goals. And, yep. you know, he's... We'll see what sort of extension he, I mean, assuming he gets an extension, that he gets, right? Like, that's, but this guy's earned it, you know? You know
1: know what I would do if, if I was the Oilers? I would have gotten a clip of that interview. I would have called his agent, and I would have said, look, really nice thing you said. What can we do here? If he's that happy here, you know we're limited in what we can do. Yeah. But we're looking, so... What, what are we talking about
0: here? The, the irony of the situation is, Elliot, when Kevin Lowe had to grind the margins during the days yeah. of the Edmonton Investors Group, the owners were better run. It's the truth. They they hit on a lot of cheap, inexpensive guys. And, uh, you know, under new ownership, Daryl Cates, one of the two things the team's going to play to the cap Teams and we're going to get a new rink built. Well, he he spent the money, and he hasn't gotten the results, and a lot of people want to blame Kate, so that's fine. They kept his end of the agreement up. But, uh, you know, there's there's agents that know how to read situations can apply pressure points to get organizations to spend money, too. Well,
1: maybe it's changing. Like, first of all, you guys are going to be tight to the cap, yep. so it's going to force you to make those kinds of decisions. And also, you know, depending on their future situations, You're going to be paying Todd for another year and Peter for another year, uh, we think. So, you know, maybe that's going to tighten the situation a bit. And there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, guys, we tried it that way, and we're going to go back to that mentality now, the one we had before, because the salary cap and some of the changes we made demanded. Never a bad idea.
0: Final question for you. Ottawa head coaching situation uh, with the Senators. What happens there? You know,
1: I think there's a lot of guys interested in the Ottawa job. But the you know, one thing I'm beginning to wonder is that if they should take a good, long look at their AHL coach, Troy Mann. And, and the reason I say that is, you know, they probably won't want to spend a ton. And uh, Troy Mann is a guy who won't cost them a ton. And he's right there, and he's done. Look, look at their prospects in the years they're having. Backerson is really improving. Logan Brown has really improved. The team has gotten points in 18 of their last 20 games. Um, Well, Lannon has really improved, and those players seem to really like him. You know, I think one of the biggest questions was, did Ottawa think he was ready now? I think the way he's coaching, he's going to force themselves to at least think about it. And, um, you know, I'm just wondering if... uh, You know, if instead of doing something that's kind of been done before they go to this guy and say he's new but our prospects did really well under him and we've got to sell hope and I think as long as Belleville plays well and their prospects show well I think Ottawa can sell that to their fans
0: Troy Mann was a head coach of the Oilers ECHL affiliate when it was in Bakersfield when the HL team was in Oklahoma City Elliot great stuff thank you for taking time to join us here on Oilers now
1: So, uh, you know, have a good trip tomorrow to Arizona, Bob. Brendan, come on. Don't wimp out. Tell Burke how good the Wednesday show was without
0: him. All right. We'll make sure that Brendan brings it up. Thanks, Elliot. All right, take care, guys. That's Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It's 126 in Edmonton. We will tell you that guests to the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown Northside, and Sherwood Park. It's 127 off to a global news weather traffic update. Your text this day in Oilers history, and Ian Herber still to come on today's edition of Oilers Now.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon.